jazz age living. Old fashioned sipping, pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. All right, friends, Romans, countrymen, welcome to the Sunday Punch Podcast. We're back again with another episode. What is this, Adam? Is this 19? It's episode 19. 19. We're excited. We're, Punch podcast. we're coming to you much like George Bushwood after Hurricane Katrina from Houston, Texas. You know, there's a disaster. We had to be on scene, and we're joined by uh, two very close friends of ours. Why don't we get some introductions going here, starting down at the far end of the table. Mike, hello. Tell us about yourself. So, to start... Um, I'd like to propose a toast oh, okay. to that. my favorite dumb person, LeBron James. <laughs> and, well, starting off strong, Mike. And, and when I and when I say dumb person, I, I'm not. That has nothing to do with IQ. Um, I guess what I really mean is a tendency to make your own life maybe more difficult than it needs to be, or maybe make problems worse than they actually, you know, than they, he makes be. my life difficult on a daily basis. Just seeing him like really affects me and in, in, <laughs> in an unhealthy way, I will say, actually, when I see him on the court, I get physically angry. I see you flush. That's why you're sandwiched between two doctors. Well, that's, <laughs> well, if he's flushing, that's probably Matt's nitro, which I should say, uh, sharpens the mind and energizes the bowels with <laughs> vitality, vigor, and vim. Yeah, so I will say I'm probably on on my fourth nitro right now, so I'm feeling okay. pretty good. I'm about too um, deep. Nitro is a um, a, well, Matt, you give the the background on nitro, dude. Matt, welcome hey, to everyone. Cast. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here and um, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's great because uh, I say I'm happy to be here, like I'm visiting. Um, all these clowns are in my house <laughs> and uh, very happy to host them at the uh, Jones Resort. But uh, Nitro Coffee, oh my God, what a loaded question. Um, How'd you get into that? I mean, this started back in college. Are we segueing into product placement here? <laughs> yeah. Jones Brew. Yeah. Sponsors uh, of the show. We, so, I mean, we got into it before it was sexy. I mean, this is back in uh, college, you know, back in the, the glorious University of Florida. I mean, uh, uh, a few witnesses are trying. Um, we made cold, cold brew on our own. This is before you infuse it with medical grade liquid nitrogen. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just as, uh, as I've aged and gotten wiser, so has, uh, my taste in coffee. I, I, I want to put a quick comment on that. I remember, you know, first getting into to coffee a little bit in college, going up to visit Matt at, uh, the estates, the estates, yeah. the estates, yeah, that's the estates where. in Gainesville. And, um, the move wasn't just to brew coffee, but to double brew coffee. And for those who are unfamiliar, yep. this began by brewing quite possibly the most tar ridden, thick, you know, sticky coffee you could make and then pouring it back into the coffee brewer, the drip brewer, as if it was the water and brewing it through a second round of yep. grounds. And, you know, once three of us were landed in the hospital on the given weekend, <laughs> we had to convert to nitro for a purely safety standpoint. Good times. Well, actually, that's how that was uh, my first introduction. So Sean introduced yeah. me here to Matt, right. and um, that was in Chicago in uh, Worker Park. And uh, the first time we went over for a Gator game, um, he introduced me to the nitro. And so I had one. I felt pretty good. I had another. I started sweating. <laughs> And then, you know, as you're watching, like you do with any kind of drink, alcohol, anything, when you're watching the Gators play, I tend to drink more. And so since that was in front of me, I had about four or five nitros. And when you have about four or five nitros, you can start feeling your heart in your chest, which is a very wonderful experience, if I may say so myself. And then you could buy it with alcohol. Well, and, yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then on top of that, yeah. you put alcohol. Not just, to one. See, just to see how far your body can go. Well, yeah, Vodka and Bailey's. You don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't just want your heart to beat inside your chest. You want your heart to grow inside your chest. <laughs> yes. 
So, so that's how I met Matt. Okay, and I didn't actually. I don't think we've covered this. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet you at UF at all. I met right. you in Chicago. So that's how we met. Then, leapfrog. Matt, leapfrog. Matt moved to Houston here, and one weekend we came, and Mike was here. So that's how I met Mike. But Matt, yeah. how did you and Mike meet? Oh wow! So Mike and I go back to uh, Cub Scouts. Um, I mean, way back down in South Florida. Um, ton of memories associated with that. Uh, there was never any touching or groping going on by adults. Uh, <laughs> that was my our, first question. <laughs> with our, I mean, just wanted to dive right in. Um, there is a class action lawsuit going on right now. We were, uh, I, I said this the other night in the hot tub, you know, I was like, we were like the Miami Hurricanes, like troop of, of like the 80s. Right? I do remember that. I was about five per seconds in. I thought I yep. hallucinated that statement. <laughs> that was it. But okay. We, we broke and all what, the And rules. what does that mean? So it's like, for I mean, just a, a very simple example. Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> One word. We're undefeated. undefeated. Um, I mean, for example, like the scouts did not allow paintball. Well, like we played paintball very often, like. And even on this one trip, like we all went and played. So you broke the rules. That's of a course. little bit of the hurricanes. Of there course. you go. Mm-hmm. Broke the rules. And then also, I mean, I think we had like one of the highest success rates in like achieving Eagle Scout. And I think Mike and I might have been one of like the youngest uh, Eagle Scouts in the state of Florida. You went all the way to Eagle Scout. Yeah, by 13. What's the, because, what's the normal age? <laughs> like 17, 18. <laughs> 21. No way, 22. Yeah, seriously. So Mike and I went camping for like a whole month in the summer just to knock out all the requirements in one summer. I guess my question would be, how'd you make it that far without being kind of ridiculed into dropping it? Because that's where I dropped it. I was in Cub Scouts, and then they're like, you know, after I did a year, like the cool kids were like, oh, you're still in Cub Scouts? Loser. Because we, uh, I mean, no. what do you what do you yeah. survive yeah. in every in every aspect of life? I guess loser. I guess yeah. I guess fortitude. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I don't embarrass easily. Uh, so, well, yeah. But it, I mean, it's it was a it's it's a it was a it was a great experience. I mean, overall, I say that the net effect was a great experience. Um, I think people get distracted like when they're fifteen, sixteen. They're driving, like they're they're touching a woman for the first time or a man for the first time. <laughs> and like with that, it's, I mean, we were done by the time we were 13. So we just, it's like, now it's time to move on to other things and get mm-hmm. into sports and Mike was wrestling, football, swimming, all that other stuff. Like, so, but we had a great experience. I mean, and, uh, you touched a woman at 13. I was touched by <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, We're not going to violate any non-disclosure agreements here. <laughs> yeah. I still get, uh, I'm still, uh, receiving settlement checks. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Because I didn't, I didn't get there until like senior year of high school, dude. I was a late bloomer. Probably because you were ridiculed so bad. <laughs> see, if well, it's probably because I wasn't an Eagle Scout. If you just stuck with Eagle Scouts, see, most people get in there, they, they learn how to throw a hatchet one or two times. They go, this is about all I needed to know from this group. Sure. Whereas you guys are out literally skinning deer in Jonathan Dickinson State Park. Trying, oh, I mean, you know, I'm showing alive. people gunpowder burns because I was shooting 50 caliber muskets as a 13-year-old <laughs> that weren't designed for left-handed shooters, and the gunpowder would shoot out and burn my full on. <laughs> so I'm 13 years old, like explaining how I'm shooting muskets and 12-gauge shotguns. There is, there is a great photo of Matt. I think in like full regalia, all oh, yeah. the like general buttons and you know all the chevrons yeah. on the shoulder <laughs> with like a bolt action Springfield. Oh, yeah, oh, I was yeah. gonna say, I think I, I was gonna say, there's a picture of Matt with like he looks like uh, he basically looks like Joseph Stalin with like all his <laughs> like badges and medals. And I was gonna stuff say Pershing, but I'll take across it. his uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Any uh, any good stories from back in those days? Oh God, yeah. Like a top one. Mike, you got to take that. You're a better storyteller. Um, oh, geez. I don't want to. Uh, 
ah. plead the fifth. <laughs> um, I've got some ones where there's one where Mike and I were downhill mountain biking in uh, Tennessee, and uh, we we'd done a couple road trips, but uh, we're we're going downhill mountain biking, and uh, they had said this is 20 miles downhill, and we're like, awesome, like it's going to be so easy because you just sit, you don't have to do anything, glide, like we're just going to clear the brakes. Well, there's there's clear like warning signs like slow down, turn, whatever, and. Mike, I mean, we're all, you know, 13 years old. Like, it's just like, let's just see how fast we can go. Mm-hmm. So there's this one turn and it had, a, it was damn near a U-turn. And there's like all these caution signs and all this other stuff. And it's I mismarked. start to slow down and I'm, I'm, Mike's in front of me and I'm trying to stay up with Mike. Um, so, and we're just pedaling as fast as we can, even though it's not doing anything because you're already at like terminal velocity. <laughs> <laughs> I start to slow down because I see the caution signs. Like Mike is like, Heads down, eyes squinted, like all out, like no, I mean, the Koei fit are uh, like drag, like you were all like down. And then I just see <laughs> there was drag. <laughs> Mike's wearing the Apollo Anton yeah. Ono. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was like BMI 30 back then. Like <laughs> there was drag. And then all of a sudden you just see <laughs> it's like, a the, cloud. like the like the Goodyear blimp on like two wheels. <laughs> 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 Matt makes it sound like I was in like a U2 or something. <laughs> no, it was more like it was more like the Goodyear blimp exceeding speed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like he doesn't slow down. So I'm like, I'm hitting the rear brake, and all you see is just a cloud of like gravel and shards and like <laughs> so i pull up and mike he you had like a you're, you're you weren't wearing a backpack you it was like a it wasn't a merce but it was like the it was like over your shoulder kind of deal um for like hiking and the first words out of mike's mouth like i thought he was dead <laughs> the first words out of his mouth are my beanie weenie can saves me <laughs> My beanie weenie can. Yeah, I like. What the hell is that? It's. Have you heard of beanie weenies? No. You've uh, never heard of beanie weenies? I, I think oh, it's, it's like beans well, and hot dogs. I've heard of beanie wells, it, it, the old running back it, it, the Ohio it's, State. It's beans buckets. and hot dogs in a can, I think. Yeah, beans and hot dogs in a can. Yeah. I was raised on them. Um, and <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, I like I landed on the can. And, uh, and definitely it, isn't what saved your life. It's, <laughs> anything it's, it's probably possibly what more. endangered my life more than it <laughs> needed to be. Um, but yeah, long story short, I ended up with like a can with like a pool tab shaped bruise. Like, <laughs> you can see the pool tab. <laughs> right <laughs> <my back. laughs> Hilarious. It wasn't the BMI of 30 that saved you. It was the can of Beanie Weenies, it was probably which that. arguably supported the BMI And then at lunch, he ate the can of Beanie Weenies, <laughs> which ironically <laughs> supported, yeah. And then how'd you meet Sean at, at UF? I did not meet Sean at UF. Oh, um, really? So I met Sean um, in Martin County. Um, we were both lifeguards mm-hmm. um, with the uh, at the Martin County pool. Um, Save any lives? No. No, endangered a few. Um <laughs> So, but there weren't really too many instances or and back well, then, like p- there are a couple injuries here and there where like someone would lose their uh, direction on the diving board and they would think that they're like pulling out of the water to pull up and they would pull down and like knock their front teeth out and bust their lip. But there weren't any huge situations. Nothing dangerous. Well, one of the advantages of growing up down there is, you know, everyone grows up with a pool. Everybody grows True. up doing swimming lessons. So people are already just so darn safe. So we're there kind of just more to check a box and then scrub the bathrooms down at the end of the day yeah. and the occasional bus. Or lay tile. Remember we lay tile? Or lay tile. tile. Like, or lay just, tile. We, were, we, we were cheap help for the city, but it was good. It was good. We had a great time, a lot of great friends, and uh, here we are today. Surviving in the pool, surviving in the Cub Scouts, the Eagle Scouts. Do you think survival is a sport? Hmm. In compare, I mean, would you watch it on television if they said, "We're gonna take"? I think they already do this. This happens. Yeah, I think it's. I'd watch it I think it's Naked and Afraid. Is Naked and Afraid a sport? <laughs> uh, I'd watch the highlights, 
Um, not the full 24-hour live stream? I mean, anyone can live for 24 hours. Not the full frontal? Wait, unless it's like revenant situations. <laughs> right, like, like bears, bears and yeah. negative 10 degrees. Like, but anyway, How long would... Let's go with Mike first. Mike, how long would you live in the woods without dying and using your Eagle Scout experience? Well, define woods. Would this be like a tropical rainforest or <laughs> like a deciduous or broadleaf forest? I'm going to go with deciduous forest. broadleaf forest, mostly because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Because um, I, I was going to say, depending on the woods, you know, if it's timberland or something, you might be better equipped uh, with with, uh, with <laughs> yeah. a finance background than with an Eagle Scout uh, certificate. But um, it's all I, you get is a certificate. You go through all these years. All you get is a you, t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you get exceed, branded. <laughs> you exceed all these expectations. There's 19-year-olds in the group. You're the only 13-year-olds. You're the Miami Hurricanes of, of Cub Scouts and Eagle Scouts, and you get a printed certificate. <laughs> Exactly. It was color though, and it had a little foil, <laughs> a little foil label affixed yeah. to the bottom. Okay, you're in the forest. But you're I had a letter you. from the Pope. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, no, you don't. Well, I swear I mean, my life. That was your mom writing a letter from the no, Pope. I'm like, Matt, Brett look, Favre. you got a letter no, no. from the Pope. Brett Favre, and Michael Keaton. Well, the Pope, I was going to say Eastwood, hundreds of people. Seriously. What are you talking about? I'll, you don't I'll, have I'll, a I'll letter say, from Brett Favre. I, I have the entire Green Bay Packers when I got my Eagle Scout completely signed, every signature. How did that happen? Mike, you got a certificate and, yeah, and Matt I mean, got not, the not, Green Bay Packers to, to show not, up at his birthday yeah, party. Yeah, not, not to be a, a one-upper, but I uh, went back in time and I got George Washington's signature. So. <laughs> um, got them all. But but you're but what I was what I'll I was bring saying, him down. I'll bring him down. Okay. Okay. I, I, want, okay. I want to hear the survival. But I, 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 I want to hear the survival. Yeah. But the survival Jesus thing. Christ. But the guy's got an autograph from fucking <laughs> the entire 1990s because he got a fucking <laughs> Cub Scouts. Okay, go ahead. Um, I also got one from King George too. To get, like, <laughs> both sides of the duopoly there. Um, well. And where I was going with the woods thing is, you know, it, the the metaphor could be a desert, it could be the middle of the ocean, or it could be, you know, whatever. But it, it's, I think, woods in this sense symbolizes uh, scarcity and uncertainty, which harkens the Boy Scouts' motto of "Be prepared," which, as an ontology, is more important than the semantic knowledge required to obtain merit badges. Um, so, I mean, in this respect serendipity and merit badges aside uh the eagle scout will survive scarcity and navigate uncertainty only to the extent that he prepared himself for both um you know but in practice the subway doesn't move unless it touches the third rail so <laughs> without luck you have nothing well we went so there. is that a yes or no <laughs> um okay i would i would survive on eagle scout knowledge alone uh depending on how much i ate that morning i would survive uh 11 days in the woods now let's introduce a hunger game scenario into the broadleaf deciduous forest would you come out on top hunger Games scenario yeah, yeah. hunger hmm. Games scenario there and now in the hunger games if everyone remembers i read all the books i was gonna um, say aren't there like three probably more than that but well, there's well, let's not get into that. But I, I read them all because when you say well, when you say Hunger Games scenario, like there are a lot of scenarios there. <laughs> well, exactly. So like <laughs> the okay, main plot. We're, no, we're, we're the main plot of Hunger Games, right? Okay, so you have volunteered as tribute. We go out into a field, all of us, and they pop up the weapons in the middle, right? And uh, you have to rush towards them, or you don't rush. Remember or, or that was bail. a strategy. Yeah, you can bail. Of being like, if I go down into that, you know, valley, I might die. So I'm gonna just bail. 
who would win and why is it me? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are the weapons? Um, okay. A little hunger games wise. Okay. I think there is a, obviously there's a bow. Uh, there is some sort of spear yes, and spears. like some sort of like one of those swinging medieval balls. I, 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 I would, I would win because Matt's left-handed and it's probably a right-handed bow. <laughs> 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 and the gunpowder would there's burn him immediately. In the rules. <laughs> I shoot and well, extra. Okay, there's and, two and I mean, other like, things, You have a dude. spear versus a bow and arrow. That's yeah, was there a left-handed close. spear too? That's what if you grab the spears? Uh, what if no a bow and arrow take a spear if you have a line of sight? What if you catch you him need by line surprise? of sight with a spear? Well, you sort of need line of sight with a spear, but I guess either of them could follow a ballistic trajectory. So, <laughs> but I mean, like a with a with a with a I with a spear like you have as much leverage as, you know, basically the length of your arm. So you like wouldn't nothing. grab the spear. No, you wouldn't grab the spear. I'd run. He goes bow, medieval, I'd ball. run. I'd be out of there. You like the medieval oh, ball what? Like the, the mace spear. ball? <laughs> no, the one where you swing it. Yeah, like that's like a, a the mace or whatever, or whatever that thing's called. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, that, you like that better than the spear itself. Um, No, <laughs> I definitely do the bow. Well, yeah, the bow is obvious. obvious. I mean, you can shoot it. There's more than one... Bow. I can shoot an arrow further than I can throw. Is there a like spear. a predator suit of armor in the middle? Can you shoot an arrow? Oh, yeah. Have you ever shot we one? both have yeah. the archery merit badge. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot you're in the Eagle Scouts in the <laughs> yeah. entire 1990s, and Brett Favre came to your birthday. By the way, well, while you guys were going back, but and I forth, do wanted to ask about that. Go ahead. I, I looked this up. You can you can have or either parents or scouts or troop leaders can reach out to people who are either former former Eagle Scouts now prominent in yep. society. That's exactly how it and works. or just kind of tap the network and <coughs> they will draft their support. Chuck Norris has them online. I got Chuck Norris yep. too. Yep. Yep. They're all on there. So you just submit and then they you just send, send it back to like, their automated letter that has their signature on it. Yeah. Or that's hand signed or it's just a stamp, whatever. Yeah. We, we mom, his mom told him it was hand signed. What? Oh, oh, and, and Santa Claus didn't call you to ask you no. for your gifts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Weep, weep, weep not. Coming from the guy it. who didn't make it through the first level of Cub <laughs> Scouts because true. you were being that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Weep not. I didn't have grit at the time. <laughs> Angela Duckworth. <laughs> weep that great way. book. Great book. What were you gonna say, Mike? Never mind. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I okay, so you can just submit it, and you submit it everywhere, and then you got the signatures. Yeah. So I have like a got flag it. that was flown on the U.S. Capitol in my office right mm-hmm. now. That's really cool. Came with like a letter. That's it's really pretty. Cool. That one's pretty easy to get. So like, so wait so. We you, just submit this cast for that, actually. You, all yeah. right. Ideas? Yeah. So you, you, so you get these survival skills. You know, college happens. MBA happens. Grad school happens. You're working here in Texas. Well, and, wait, wait, and, it, and, and, and the, the ice storm rolls through. Oh, how many of those skills did you have to rely on to survive the ERCOT blackouts? The That's very true. It's, it's very uh, probably the one where you rub the sticks together and start a fire. Is that what <laughs> you did one, in the backyard? The one, the one. <laughs> the one no, what I was going to say, like, like Eagle Scout, you don't like, you don't like learn how to like set up snares. You're not Delta Force. Yeah, <laughs> right. you're not like parachuting out of airplanes and uh, <laughs> like, or you know, you don't like construct a hovel in the middle of the woods and write a manifesto and live <laughs> off the land. <laughs> Now you're just the Unibomb. <laughs> <laughs> what was the original question? I even oh, so, so did the Texas? Oh, uh, Texas, yeah. So, yeah, explain the Texas. Because the ice storm was just last the week. The ice storm. Yeah, so. Uh, Otherwise, in Chicago, known as a Wednesday. <laughs> right. So, it's, uh, I actually saw something online, and I'll, I'll, I think I've shared with you all, but it said, like, don't mess with Texas unless you're two to six inches of snow. <laughs> we yeah, completely true. shut down. I mean, uh, including electricity. I mean, complete shutdown. Um, 
So uh, the the weather fluctuation went from like 70 degrees down to 10 degrees in a matter of a few days. Um, these homes are not built to withstand that. So uh, personally, what we dealt with here was a lack of power for 36 hours. Um, the inside of the home got down to about 45 degrees. Mm. Now, as an Eagle Scout, I did not learn how to drain my pool pump very quickly to prevent. <laughs> well, yeah, where's that badge? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Pool pump badge. I'm, I'm going to submit. I'm going <laughs> to start filling out the paperwork. Um, but where I did use, uh, my, it was actually my mom made a comment. So we have no cell service in this neighborhood. It's a new neighborhood. So without Wi-Fi, uh, there's really no comms. And uh, so I, I was able to get a hold of my mom. Be like, hey, we're okay. Everything's fine. We don't have power. House is a little chilly. I take this fireplace cover off. We this flag in the setup is usually not part of our uh, decor in this home. Um, well, and why not? Of course, the builder didn't include the backup batteries to light the gas fireplace. So now we have no heat source. That's and showbiz, baby. Yeah, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> it's two D batteries, and um, I mean mag lights don't really exist anymore, uh, like where we used to get them back in the old hurricane days in mm -hmm. Florida. So um, I took tin foil, folded it up, and and he's referencing. Uh, actual hurricanes, not yes, when he was not, in the Cub yes. Scouts and was basically <laughs> yeah. a Miami hurricane when Michael Irvin was Or the football yes. team. Okay. Right. Good clarification. Hurricane Mary So badge. used tinfoil to hotwire the fireplace mm -hmm. with AA batteries instead Interesting. of Interesting. Yeah. Um, so now we had a heat source, right? And you so learned that in the Eagle Scouts. I did not. Oh. There, uh, we did probably do like <laughs> yeah. an electricity merit badge, yeah, yeah. but I don't recall. Like, what here's your yeah. Thomas Edison well, badge. Well, what, what, oh, wait, it's 2021. <laughs> Thomas Edison's a bad guy. Here's again, not to be a one-upper, but while Matt was doing that, I took a lemon and stuck a penny and a paperclip in it and like art some electricity to start my fireplace so i wasn't gonna say <laughs> none anything, of that's but, true so but yeah so it was um it was funny that my mom made a comment when i let her know that like we were okay she said um she goes well like you learned in the boy scouts you lose a lot of your heat through your chest so she's like just bundle up and i was like mom i actually learned that in a christopher dolan film with liam neeson <laughs> and christian bale and batman when uh they were like attacking that one place and like Christian Bale only has a t-shirt and Liam Neeson's like, no, all your heat comes from here. You got to hold yourself like this. You remember that? Like in the beginning of the Bat Batman? Batman begins. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And Ra then Liam Neeson turns into the bad guy. Well, he was, he was, I guess he turned to Ra's al Ghul. Always was, but. Oh, <laughs> yep. He turns the, into the yep. guy he was already <laughs> named. So if you don't want to be groped as a child, but want to learn everything you can, just watch Christopher Nolan films. <laughs> so. Mike, you had something? Huh? <laughs> 404 reference not found. Page <laughs> um, So, so, so you guys survived it. What was the rolling blackout like? That was interesting, and uh, it, it's based simply off supply and demand. So the blackouts were, um, and, and our neighbors, um, like they would lose power 30 minutes before us. It'd be off for two hours. Ours would turn off like 30 minutes after those turned off, and be off for two hours. So what they were doing was taking the available energy, and the available uh, power, if you will, and. It's like, we're going to go heat this neighborhood for two hours, shut down, go heat this neighborhood for two hours, shut down. And that's what gives it like the rolling term, I guess. Um, so that, that was nice when it finally did turn back on. We had power for a couple hours, was able to uh, take a space heater up into the attic and defrost some pipes before they busted because uh, I knew they were frozen because the faucets weren't working. Even though we had them dripping, they still froze. Interesting. Um, so there's a lot of little things like that with like a home and a lot of damage in the neighborhood with uh, main water lines busting. Um, we did some prep um, for not only like the foliage, but also some of the irrigation lines and all that. A lot of neighbors did nothing. And I would mm -hmm. say if you have a pool um, and did nothing on your pool, like your average like damage is going to be probably five to $10,000.
What was that? What was that Trotsky quote or whatever? Uh, you, you may not be interested in war, but war is interested in, in you. Yeah. Well, you may not be interested in home repairs, but home repairs are interested. <laughs> Absolutely, in you. the joys of homeownership, right? Like there's uh, there's responsibilities associated with that, um, and buying a house like this, even though it was a new built home, we did not build it, so I wasn't able to do like my father would and inspect everything and be like, wait a second, this electrical needs to be three Where inches the to the D left. batteries. Yeah. <laughs> right. And put the, put the damn D batteries in. Like, are, is the builder going to go bankrupt by doing that? No. And the whole neighborhood had been taken care of. So uh, I was able to go hotwire a few of the neighbors. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, fireplaces as well, off some double A's. And when you say hotwire, like what is it like? You all, all it is is using the, uh, the aluminum foil folded up a bunch to compensate for the smaller length of the battery to hit the like where the connection nodes are and that's it but isn't like isn't the volt so like isn't i the think the D, different the and voltage is different but it was enough to start the pilot light within the fireplace and oh then ignite. but then why do they need why do they want like a, a semi uncommon uh, uh battery uh variety it's the old model the new models are four double a's so this is a good time to introduce maybe both of your careers uh so oh, okay. if you couldn't tell already matt is in the energy sector in the, I'm in the battery sector. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the business of energy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the energy sector, um, currently employed like in the oil and gas area, but downstream, and for those who don't know, upstream are the ones who dig it out of the ground. Downstream are the ones who are like customer interface and actually deliver the end product. So uh, I'm in the downstream <laughs> lubricants area um, for vehicles, um, not people. My wife's in that business. Um, so yeah, I'm in the downstream lubricants area, like Mobile One, um, automotive lubricants, industrial lubricants, commercial lubricants. And Mike's kind of a philosopher king. Um, <laughs> well, I'm a Confucius. <laughs> I'm a I'm a psychiatrist, and uh, so I treat a lot of patients, and then I every now and then I do some forensic stuff. Wait, wait, yeah, okay. You have to tell us about the forensic stuff. What does that mean? That's the tip of the iceberg. Forensic psychiatry. Yeah, exactly. Can we hear more about that? Exactly. Sure. So it's it's basically the intersection between psychiatry and the law. Um, so I these days I uh, I work in. I work in a jail at least one day a week and um, kind of integrate that into my practice. And uh, but I mean, I've I've consulted on cases and I've done evaluations for like the insanity defense and, you know, whether someone's competent mentally to stand trial. Um, it's worth mentioning as well that like the, we joke about this all starting in Cub Scouts. But when you look at like how Mike and I went our separate, like we, we broke up after Boy Scouts, if you will. We're still like very close friends, but he went to Tulane, I went to Florida. But without communication of any Go sport, Gator. Yes, Go Gators. Uh, I mean, <laughs> does anybody even in know? Ca in case you didn't know. <laughs> without well, any for the audio listeners, there's yes. like 14 Gator flags set up. <laughs> but okay, you went to, uh, Mike went to Tulane, you went to UF, got it. Right, Gator. but without any type of like collusion, if you will, um, like he did engineering, I did engineering. He did a minor in English, I believe. I did a minor mm -hmm. in English. I did my MBA. Uh, so we took, and I was, he did forensics like on, on the mine. I was doing forensic engineering on wind turbines, right? So like there's similar, like there's a, a bunch of really cool things that kind of overlay a little bit on the decisions we made, like with our careers just in different sectors. So Wait, explain that further. So I mean. That threw me on an inception type loop. I know. A dream within okay, a dream. You, you hear a train. You're, no, you're related. You hear a train. <laughs> you related your job to psychiatry. Um, and as uh, I related the forensic aspect of engineering, which I, I no longer do, but I was like hardcore engineering. 
to Mike's like forensic aspect of looking at individuals' minds potentially. Maybe it's maybe it's an apple yeah. and an orange. Is, is this a good segue into is Inception well, it's, possible? It's, <laughs> yeah, Mike. I actually kind of believe in it, but no. Let's, let's stick to the tenant. 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 Terrible movie. <laughs> to the what now? Tenant. You see Tenant? <laughs> we can watch it tonight. I've oh, okay. No, we can't watch it tonight. Adam it's loves not that a movie. good movie. <laughs> you got your league, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch the Big Lebowski. Anyways, keep going though. No, you, Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just think uh, I just thought I think it's interesting. I mean, like to not have conversations like that and. We both do engineering, different sectors. Mm-hmm. We both do the minor in English just because to be well-rounded. And I mean, I love poetry and writing. And um, I like words. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, it's, it's, and then, um, and, and in writing, or excuse me, in engineering, you learn technical writing. So uh, uh, something like an English minor can kind of complement that. Not that you learn technical writing uh, per se in English, but you learn writing styles i guess and um in in that in sort of a non-linear fashion i think could complement the technical writing you learn as an engineer in the corporate world like it's hey and and god we trust and all other things trust data but i think for everything else there's mastercard yes (laughs) (laughs) but the next level up is being able to tell the story behind the data right that's that's the the narrative is the most important part you get a lot of things done with a good story even if you don't have good data exactly so you work in prisons, Mike. Do you believe in evil? Uh, Pure evil? I think I possibly see where you're going with this, but <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. No <absolutely>. playbook. <laughs> you do. And why is that? Because of some of the most evil people you've talked to? Well, no, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a certain amount, there's a badness signal there that is not accounted for, in my opinion, by neuro anatomy, neurophysiology, sort of idiosyncrasies is not accounted for by, you know, cognitive behavioral processes. Like in other words, just the way people think or the way people behave, there's some other, there's some other independent variable there that, you know, we've not yet, I think, sussed out in, in, a, in a scientific fashion. And maybe it actually does not even lend itself uh, to being tested with the scientific method. Well, I mean, let's bring it to serial killers. Can't you like basically like, okay, a couple things have to go like abuse as a child, right? I mean, as a when you say a couple things have to go like what? So if you're if you're trying to like mind hunter, right, you're studying serial killers, most like Serial killers have, like, abuse as a child. 80% of them are male, Caucasian. Like, uh, I, I think it's important to not conflate correlation and causation. Um, I, I told you six months ago to watch Mindhunter on Netflix. So yeah, Mindhunter, but just a quick catch-up. It's just a, a study of serial killers over time with a lot of data. And mm-hmm. so their data says suggests that if you were abused as a child – uh, were antisocial and happen to be maybe those two things and male and Caucasian that you're more prone to having the personality of a serial killer. Now that does not mean you will be a serial killer. It just means that would be your personality type. So I mean, but where where does that like where does that not hold true if we're considering uh, a you know offenders writ large? I mean. Probably, probably the number one condition that I treat and diagnose, diagnose and treat in uh, in the corrections uh, correctional setting is PTSD or PTSD adjacent trauma related conditions. So I mean, I okay, possibly I you know I, I I'd have to you know 
do some homework on that possibly to verify exactly what you said. Um, but I mean, that's like a lot of these folks have just like wicked trauma histories. I mean, that goes, goes unrecognized or underrecognized beyond Cub Scouts <laughs> or being an altar boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we haven't caught you know the altar boy serial killer <laughs> all what? that trauma well you, you you can only draw the data from the the mind hunter from those that you're catching that's, that's your true. sample that's your sample yeah. population you're, you're sampling yep. on the dependent yep. variable there. this is gonna in this podcast this is gonna be a clip just just titled serial killers we break them down um but did you know that 25 <laughs> we solved the serial know, killer we, we solved it we solved it uh did you know there's um at any point in time 25 to 50 active serial killers in the united states that's unreal. doesn't surprise me at all probably more and that's than that. still probably more than that you think probably right? more than that yeah define active i mean sometimes they go years and years between uh between between killing people and do you see any correlation in slowing down? I think I like think interviewing people, like why did you stop? Um, well, not to say you interview serial killers, but like if why someone like stop? even in crime, anything else, right? Like you probably well, just, well to, to 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 answer that, let's consider uh, what you know what kind of feeds into human behavior. Uh, you need opportunity and you need motive. I feel like most well, stop when they get except caught. Except on the exactly. don't and need so that, that yeah, yeah, what Matt said speaks to that, which is, so if you need motive, you need opportunity, then human behavior necessarily changes when those preconditions change. Matt, anything? <laughs> I, said, I said they stop when they get caught. So if, if there's that, 25 yeah. or 50. Or they get older or they have a family. They retire. I would say there's probably still serial killers who have families. Yeah, but they stopped because it's like, okay, well. But I think it's like, uh, it's, I mean, it's not like playing Xbox, like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to stop playing Xbox now because. But I feel like for them, it is kind of like playing Xbox. I feel like for them, it is like playing Xbox. They're like, oh, that's just something I do. Now I can't do it anymore because I have a family. No, you can take an eight year break and then get back onto it, even though you have a family. Speaking of, we've seen you back on Xbox, man. (laughs) Segway yep. achieved. That was that was an iconic segue. Like clip that best segue I mean, of all time. Yeah. Now I feel like an asshole for not preparing more for this. Like, uh, was, I can't match that segue. Like we went from serial killers to Xbox. So, so you're back like, on battlefield. Yes, and is esports really a sport? Okay. Okay. Is, is let me nudge this in there. Yeah, it's a complete segue. And why would you get back into it? Okay. So uh, in college. Um, we why had, haven't you gotten back into serial killing? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had well, a family. Matt, I mean, it's Matt a family. when did you oh, stop yeah, serial killing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys got me. <laughs> as 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 the hand, wait wait wait. You want to see a segue? How did you how did you stop serial killing? And there's a handgun right in front of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so Xbox. So Xbox. Xbox is what uh, Xbox prevents serial killing. <laughs> Is, it, is, 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 that what, is that what separates like the psychos from the non-psychos is, or psychos from the near psychos is the ability to just sort of like catharse and channel those destructive impulses into a virtual reality? Not world. according to Chicago. They're trying to ban the video game Grand Theft Auto to uh, combat carjackings. Just like they tried to ban Golden. They're, and they're only Columbine. 12 years late on that. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why did they wait until Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Why did they wait until Grand Theft Auto 19? Well, yeah. no, what it was was the people who were playing Grand Theft Auto in high school are now old enough to be in politics and they go, 
we sh- we we could have intervened earlier. Like yeah. they're the ones now who are we able could to, have intervened. Yeah, to, well, to, to meet that level wait. and be like, you know, if these people are actually playing Grand Theft Auto, they show the old guard and they go, "Holy shit, these people have been playing this for their whole wait, lives." No had, wonder. I don't know if they and have like played. it did affect me because I randomly put, pick up hookers now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it, I I don't know if the people that that make those they say that not me. I don't know if oh, they oh, have played Grand no, Theft no, no, Auto. No, politicians say because like Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto doesn't <laughs> only me once in a while. Dude. Do you feel better now that you <laughs> shared that with us, dude? It, it doesn't teach you how to steal a car. Like you're not. It's not teaching you. You know how to evade alarm systems. Teach you how to press the to triangle like button. Use a slim jim or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Step one. Yeah. Step two. Well, Matt's over here hot wire and, you know, fireplace. Fireplaces. I was going to say, if you can hot wire a natural gas fireplace and not blow up your home, you can steal any car. <laughs> any car. So you got except, into except Xbox for in college. <laughs> so you got back, you got back into Xbox in college, right? But then you had life happen. You had to focus on other yeah, things. Yeah, adulting, right? Now you're feeling like pretty comfortable. And I think the beauty of it is, is, all of us stopped playing Xbox for the most part after college. Mm-hmm. And it went from being a part, like we'd play Xbox, we'd go to swim practice, we'd go take our classes, we'd go to the gym, we'd play Xbox. We would... <laughs> GTL. Right, we'd go back to swim practice. <laughs> GTL. And then it's like Friday night, it's like, oh, we're going to meet everybody out at 11 o'clock. We're going to meet everybody out at the club Clerk at 11 access. o'clock. And then before you know it, it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you're still playing Xbox <laughs> and you <laughs> finished a whole handle of whiskey, you and your three boys, and you got to get up the next morning and go to swim practice. GTL all over again. Mm-hmm. So it was fantastic. But then... What kind of whiskey you drink? Ooh, man. <laughs> 10, um, p- 10 p.m. at the club, Matt's like... <laughs> 10 p.m. at the club, Matt's like, time to mosey on back to the Ponderosa <laughs> for some Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <For> some, <laughs> but then I would steal a car and take yeah. it to get to my house yeah. instead of Ubering. It's, right. that, it's those darn video games. Instead well, of the later Gator for all the uh, UF fans out there. That's yeah. true. The later Gator was the original Uber, by the way. It was. It was, it was oh, free. Original can, Uber. can we do was a, it, little, a, ride a little plug here? Yeah. Okay. Was it ride share? There was okay. a free ride to it. You didn't know about it? Uh, I knew I knew about it in the abstract, but luckily, Mike, luckily Mike one, of, one, of the, one of the advantages of having no life is that you don't have to worry about how you're going to get from point A to point B. <laughs> so your primary location is always home <laughs> or class. The, so where do- we have, the, we'll, the we'll doctor the is almost always in. I just want to do a quick plug because 40% of our listeners are 16 to 18. Go to University of Florida. Oh, I know God. you're in Chicago. Pay the out-of-state tuition. Go Wait, to UF. Wait, Adam, Adam, did you just say that 14 that 40 percent oh 40 percent or 14 to 16 no 16 to 18 okay i'm sorry okay (laughs) okay my mistake no i'm trying to get huge plug for university of florida the three of us uh born and raised in florida i believe right i was born in baltimore born in baltimore also Mm -hmm. born in florida born and raised right so mike went to florida for grad school how um, dare you for med school excuse me not grad school i don't want (laughs) to offend him over here um we went for undergrad (laughs) yeah um so huge plug so i've and all of us have lived in chicago Yep, and Florida. Yep, and if I could do it all again, I would not have applied to a single other college. I would have gone to Florida. No, after visiting other colleges, um, and and the majority of the time, FSU, uh, UCF, uh, UF was was by far just superior. Just the whole setup, the layout, upper echelon. By the way, when you chose UF, what percentage was because of the football program? Back then, it was actually limited. When I chose you, really? when I made the decision. So my first college football game ever was a uh, Florida Gator game. My junior year of high school with uh, Steve Levin, Judge Steve Levin. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Judge and, uh, yeah, and Matt Levin's father, uh, Mike Levin. Hope you all are doing well. Oh, Mike Levin. Yep. Remember that guy. So that was my first time. And I, I showed up in like, I mean, this is what, 2005. I show up in a Quicksilver t-shirt. <laughs> 
and a billabong hat, Classic. right? Because I'm from Florida. And, Classic. Um, don't I'm not even doning like Gator gear. Pure Vita, baby. Um, and it was the uh, it was one of the games. Uh, maybe it was a South Carolina game where we blocked the field goal or SEC something. game, yeah. It was yeah, it was an SEC game, and I just didn't appreciate it at the time, right? It didn't mean much to me. Um, and at the time, I was actually a Tennessee fan, being that's where my parents are from. Um, completely a Florida fan. My younger brother went to Florida now, and I bleed orange and blue. <laughs> well, the, the, I think the process was a, was way more nonlinear because Matt and I were both considering like the military academy. Absolutely true. And so, and and um, and I remember Ooh. I got a I got an appointment to the Naval Academy from Congressman Mark Foley, Mark Foley. who <laughs> went on to like, I forgive, I don't remember if it was molest people or, <laughs> yeah. or adultery you know, or all the above. Something. Right back into <laughs> the Cub Scout conversation. Um, but yeah, so uh, long story Clearly short. Clearly a good judge of character, Mike. Well, uh, <laughs> imagine if know, we both had gone to the same That's academy. show business, baby. <laughs> show business, baby. Um, so, uh, but, but, so I, I chose Tulane, which is in New Orleans. And I was like, you know, again, not to be a one-offer, I, I uh, experienced Hurricane Katrina <laughs> twice. Uh, the first twice. time, the first time as a tropical storm in South Florida. And then the second time as like an evacuee. When the as he was moving in the Tulane. As I was moving in. Yeah, as, as he was moving in for his freshman year of college, Katrina hits New Orleans. Exactly. NOLA. So does George W. Bush hate black people? <laughs> George Bush hates black. Remember when Kanye West said that? You you were on the ground. What do you think? Um, I wasn't. The- <laughs> your boots on the ground. What do you think? Uh, let me let me flip the script and say, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going. He's Ask going back to question. his roots. Okay, but but to, to stay on topic. Okay, so you chose UF, and then I, I do want to explore the relationship that does develop with UF football because I, I, you know, before I went to UF, I was an NFL fan. Right. And uh, I love NFL teams and I thought I had developed a pretty strong passion for NFL teams, but it has no comparison now after a full four years in Gainesville watching uh, Florida football and then being outside of it. I mean, dude, the amount of like, just like, I think it's based off memories, just like love for the school. Yeah. And then, relating that back to the football program and the games and the tailgating and all those different great memories you have. I like physically like get emotional about, <laughs> about Florida football. I, I've seen you. And, uh, I <laughs> and you couple I, that with cough, the nitro coffee. And couple and that alcohol? with alcohol oh, and nitro. God. And then you got a great combo, but with I that, think that sharp, then you have a serial the killer. Then, then you, then you talk about serial killers. No, but then you, you couple that with all of those different things together. And, I mean, I love NFL. I have a fantasy team. You know, I, I watch every NFL game. But when the Gators are good oh, and there's a chance for a playoff, I mean, dude, when those games are on, if there's people at the, you know, if you're having a little get together like we've had here, I'm just like, dude, do not talk to me yeah, and do even, not root for the other team. I don't <laughs> even want anyone else to be there except someone who cares about it as much as I do. Exactly. Right. And like, we're, we're not going to, like, I'm not sitting here and like, I'm so focused. But, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. So the love that you and I have, and, and, pro- and I would say three of us have for University of Florida football um, right now is the love that also like my parents had for University of Tennessee football. So right. uh, I thought you were going to say the love they had for you. Oh, absolutely. That's we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't even articulate that. Don't right? believe like, the tires. Those were not good years. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but like imagine, so for example, I go to University of Florida. Yeah. Right? There, there was just assumptions in my family that I would go to University of Tennessee. Because okay? they, yeah. Good. Right. So that, Which the, are the same assumptions we probably have of our future. If, and if, if, you know, my son uh, decides to go to some other SEC school, and I say SEC school intentionally because he will not go to any other school than an SEC school. <laughs> Only conference. Because you miss out on so much. Um, yeah. So if he should choose to go to a different SEC school, let's say Baton Rouge, Baton LSU. Rouge. Freshman year, when I send him his care package, if you will, um, it will be full of Florida Gator Absolutely. stuff. Well, what, just like my well, uncle. Well, ever choose well let's, 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 let's war game sure. this out for war a second. Game. So in 18 years, this. do you think higher ed is going to still look Ooh. in it like its That's current instantiation? It's like, I still think in 18 years, SEC football will be number one. <laughs> well, well, let's, there just let's, might not be school anymore. Well, let's because I don't know anything about sports ball. So <laughs> talk to me like I'm a five year old here on this. But um, could you could you see a a future where these, these high powered uh uh, this is very important, Sean. Um, <laughs> Watch like these, these high-powered uh, uh, SEC, uh, these are deadly weapons, uh, high-powered SEC football programs or you know whatever other conference sort of break away in some fashion from the school. Um, so that they can pay their players maybe? Well, I think they should. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's um, – I mean, absolutely. It's It's – I'm all about like – you know what's what's fair for uh, uh, for, for you know for no. work yeah. and and all that. So if uh, yeah, if we sound distracted, there's a lot going on. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh, there is. No, so you believe you believe college athletes should be paid? Why not? No, I'm asking. I'm. Well, I uh, I think that I think that people should be you know paid commensurate with their worth, which if is they, not a, they, which is not a, a, a scholarship. So, because like, let's be honest. Like, let's let's well, talk about stars well, first. Okay, let's, let's break it down by stars. Let's say Johnny Football, right? When I mean, he was the hottest thing there was in football, right? That guy was bringing in so much more money than the forty thousand dollar tuition, whatever he was getting. You know, free stop, free school. Sure, right? sure, sure. So I I agree with you, Mike. I think yeah, they should get paid. And it, and it's and it's more than just. I mean, uh, it's. I, I don't think there's when we consider like what is a service worth it's you know you can't just look at like the net effect of a team of players sort of multiplying each other's efforts and and then the school mm-hmm. you know marketing that very well and then sustaining this huge following across the country a um, lot of a lot of variables there but but is it you know is there is there what they're contributing to the school? Is that worth like the same as what everyone else is contributing vis-a-vis tuition and all that? I mean, is it? No, it's not equal. That's, that's not my at all. Point. Yeah. You know, I, I just think if uh, I mean, there are opportunities where you're in a phenomenal high school athlete and you go straight to the pros, right? Like it's rare, but those are those opportunities. Well, that's illegal to do now for oh, NCAA college oh. basketball. You have oh. to play a year. You, you didn't used to, though, right? You didn't ha- used to. Okay. No. That's what I thought. I, I was like, there are ways around it in certain sports. But I, I would say that when it comes to some of these college athletes coming fresh out of high school and being phenomenal athletes, that to get to that, nu- that next level, that upper echelon, if you will, at that stage requires some of the best coaches, the best facilities, the best training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has far more of a actual fixed cost even value 
training for those four years than does the tuition. I think the tuition's kind of, even if you're out of state, it automatically triples, right? So, so it's like, okay, the tuition's 50 grand a year. You're getting paid theoretically 50 grand a year to receive a diploma well, that's only well, worth 50 grand a year. Well, look at, look at, but, but look at my, how. But to my point here, in, in large, large conferences like the SEC, mm-hmm. and sorry to interrupt you, Mike, mm-hmm. but even that, all of that is paid for. With with the ad money, with the t- oh, yeah. TV yeah. money, that's well, all look, paid like, for. Look at it's that. Look, on top of that, yeah. that they should get paid because Absolutely. they're bringing in way more than the facility costs, than uh, all of the coaching costs. Well, here's the thing. Look the at look at costs. look at how bullshitty tuition is. I mean, what like what are the market forces that that determine tuition? Definitely I, not inflation. Exactly. Like it's like what? The, 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 yeah, it's, it's basically it's it's in other words, it's not market forces. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's it's policy, and then it's policy at the state level and and at the school level, and uh, you know the the availability of of essentially free money by way of of FAFSA or whatever they might have changed the name to these days. So I mean, uh, so in other words, I guess this is a long witted way of me saying that we can't you can't index the value of the player's services to the tuition because the school can charge whatever they want and now it's you know it's a tautology at that point so that's that's one of my biggest concerns is that you have this ability to to borrow infinite sums of dollars from the federal reserve or from the from the federal government via the federal reserve so schools have no incentive to cut costs be lean operate efficiently because students can borrow whatever they need to and we let someone who's going to be an art history major no disrespect to art history majors but that's not going to reimburse what your two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollar student loan is going to be and so these Mm -hmm. schools can ramp up their bureaucracy they can ramp up their you know emeritus packages for their professors. They can ramp up tenure and retirement packages, especially in state programs, you know, coupled with unions and how, you know, that labor wants to bond together. And it totally disrupts efficient market forces. I agree, Mike. So, so then, so then keeping, that, every, the way, keeping everything shit, constant. All, the way, all that shit, just real quick, all that shit is paid for basically by, at big SEC schools, is paid for by the football By the program. football program. Yeah. The swim team doesn't make any Yeah. Money. Okay, go so ahead. We, Sorry, Mike. No, wait, wait, what I would like to see, though, is to kind of tie it back to the athlete part is mm-hmm. I would like to see an agreement that goes in with these athletes that says, you know, your, your tuition will be covered, room and board will be covered. That's fine. But if you make it big, if you make it to the league, mm-hmm. um, we get 1% equity in your contracts. No, no, I, no. no. They, I believe money talks and I Why think not? they should get paid they for the services they're providing you, you because what happens over. what happens at what happens if they get injured on the job essentially? You like it. that's they get injured in a game or at practice that's and they're done. An injury on the job. I mean, are you going to provide them with a disability policy that that assumes, you know, they're going to probably make it, you know, possibly make it big coming out of these programs and again, I am way outside of the territory of what I know anything about really. <laughs> so I don't know what percentage, even of university of Florida players who then go on to the NFL and make like gigantic sums of money. So um, it's, but I don't think it's fair to have a, have a, a, you know, a, a compensation plan that, that is contingent upon earning, you know, essentially garnishing wages in the future. What is, what does the athlete lose? Well, it's a sleight of hand. It's sleight of hand. It's it's. Uh, I will pay you Tuesday for hamburger today. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it's. I don't. I don't think that's good. I don't think that would be an honest arrangement. That's. But the but 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 the the university is not dependent upon 
that person performing in the future. They're dependent on that person performing now. And you could stipulate, stipulate these contracts such that you, all you require is you graduate with a degree. And then that person has a, is an incentive to stay in. So if they don't make it in the league or if oh, they wait, get an injury, I think I misunderstood your question because I, uh, I think I have it exactly backwards in my head. Um, so, <laughs> so you're saying the university would pay them essentially like uh, like a um, – a, uh, a uh, what's, stipend? What's, I'll think of uh, not a stipend. I'll think of the word in like an hour. Um, <laughs> we got the, we got uh, the battery. The, a pension. They'll pay them like they're like out of a pension, is what you're saying, contingent upon their professional success after they graduate. If it's if it's deemed successful, if they're getting contracts and going to the league, but if they if they're never drafted, they that's never get the thing. So so who does the deeming and and who defines success? Because what happens if they don't become professional athletes? They be they instead leave athletics altogether and go do something else, uh, Fine. like define success and, uh, and then, and then define successful. Um, because also let's not forget there's a team there for a reason. They're leveraging each other's, they're multiplying each other's efforts. Like they're leveraging their, their teamwork and their synergy, uh, for a specific, outcome, which is winning a national championship or whatever. So, I mean, you can't separate the individual from the outcome in this situation. And therefore, because of reasons, I think they should be paid in the here and now versus, you know, promised like the moon on a stick years and years down the road. Would you, would you pay, so I'm just as a, to extend that, would you pay all athletes uniformly regardless of talent or potential to succeed in the future? Why, why would you do that? No. Well, like in, right, in so what other situation does anything like that operate? What's, what's the <laughs> so, range of an NFL contract? So then again, who gets to decide? Who gets to decide that Percy Harvin is going to make it versus Kyle Trask versus someone who gets injured in their third year and gets nothing but got three years of college like massively paid? I don't know the answer to that. But who gets to decide that? Who gets to value that? The NCAA has enough time, enough people to figure out the percentage. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think they not, want that headache. I don't think it, they want that headache. I don't give a fuck if you want yeah, that headache. That's exactly. your fucking job. I'm sorry I, I that agree. it's, but it's yeah. not lazy. It That's is like, your job. Yeah. It's so not their like, job to evaluate athletes now about what they'll do in the professional league. That's not their job. Okay. If you want to extend no, but their, it should be their job. Is okay. what I'm they, saying. Yeah, and once just, it is just your job, it's, then it's your job. Yeah, just just because it's it's theoretically, you know, difficult and the answer is not immediately obvious doesn't mean that it is then therefore okay to do nothing <laughs> and to just and to have continue to you know, alienate individuals from their labor for you know, for nothing, essentially. I mean, I, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in perceived value and actual hard cost value. Like the training, the meal mm -hmm. plans, everything, the coaching, the facilities, all that, like that is valued. If you were to go pay, like if the four of us are like, yeah, let's go right now. Like, you know, what, what was the, the replacements, right? Let's go. No, 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 let's, let's go to coach K. Right. Well, there's that also for, a lot of money for a whole year yeah. with the exact, like, and I want, I want like the top coaches. I want Dan Mullen working with me every day. Mm -hmm. Like I want this, this, and this. I mean, that would cost us hundreds of thousands of okay. dollars. Okay. Or only, we just go back. It okay, only costs us hundreds of thousands of dollars because we don't have the talent. We're, so we're, we're paying to waste your time. The other thing is we're, this, the mm. solution is not a purely, the, the correct solution will not be arrived at with a purely economic argument because not only is it an economic question, it's also a legal question. And so how do you draw up a contract that, you know, protects the player, protects the program as well? And, and, and therein, the compensation shall be 
set essentially. Well, that's what's kind of interesting is you and I get to drop a contract with federal government to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars with no perceived payoff from our degree that we know of, but that's allowed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but that's, that's the, you're, that's true of any loan. I mean, there's no, uh, it's, it's a, well, no lo- loans have due diligence and loans. You, you, you have a credit score with the bank loans get due, due diligence. So, on so you. with, with, you with so the federal, the federal government does no due diligence, like zero, like did anyone? they ask you your degree when you applied for FAFSA? Uh, when did they evaluate what that was going to be in the marketplace in 10 years? Well, when you're 18. Yeah. So, um, no, but so. they require. What do they require? You can be an English major at NYU and get three hundred thousand dollars. What, what does the federal government require for a high school graduate to borrow money? Your parents' income. Okay, basically. So, so yeah. there you go. So, why do they have that cosigner? It's precisely because uh, they want to mitigate that risk. Are we still talking about college sports? <laughs> in a round, I, I'm in a trying to keep it there in my are. mind, but I think it's it's evolving from here. In a roundabout way, by the we way, are. for for certain stars in in college football, it would not be that hard to quantify. Okay, Texas A and M. We usually get these numbers. Johnny Football shows up. Okay, our TV numbers went up twenty five percent, so he's worth twenty five percent more than the rest of the players. No, so, no, so, no, so no, look, dude. So look at look, look at Johnny Manziel's contract. Look, look at Johnny Manziel's contract. He's playing fan called football now you're talking Court. about johnny manziel in the future uh, well, but, but, right? you want them to get money but this for, is the no, risk. you want them to get money in the future no dude the contract's Wait. over no, so here's what i'm saying so just to be clear on, on my argument the players get paid now i want yes that. i want players to get paid now but the the con- NCAA double they're getting paid you're not dude the money is so outrageously exponential you're thinking of like hey how are we gonna like break even no dude they have so much money that it wouldn't, you wouldn't need to get any money off the back end. That's what I was looking to do. You're right. Yeah, you wouldn't need it because you're making so much money. All right. And you have been for 40 years. But wouldn't they want to wait more because they want to invest Dude, in these players? Dude, if I'm the NCAA, I'm, by the way, if I'm the NCAA, I'm trying to keep the slave trade going. Don't, don't get me wrong. I would love to keep it going. But as an outside observer, they should get paid. Because I think those athletes are, then if they're getting paid their investments, and if you're developing them within the NCAA, then they go on to make buku contracts in the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. What did we get for investing in that? I want equity then we get some, in yeah, their that's success. What I'm just and, like and I so, would in a startup. Well, just like well, I would in a startup. So there's, so, no, there's, 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 there's no, 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 dude. Nope, it's not absolutely. investment. They're providing They're a, a contracted service. worker. You don't, you don't hire a contractor and then get percentages exactly. off They're providing work. a service. If like, I invest $200,000 in a person every year for four years and I spend almost a million dollars on a person, even if they brought me, it's just startups. It's That's just what businesses do when they, get, when they pay for your MBA. It's the same thing. And if they brought, if they bring me 10 million, fantastic. If they bring me, if I lose money on them, which I will lose money on some of them who yeah. become, who don't go on to NFL contracts, who become You're already making, working in the energy dude, sector. Okay. You're already oh making goodness. exponentially oh more money and than by them being on the Texas A&M team. But we're dude. talking about a subset of five incredible teams. Think about all the other teams that suck, that exactly. nothing comes, no money those, comes those in. Players they make the still, most money of the year playing Florida. Those players That's where they still, make their money because we write are, them a check for a million dollars. I feel, like, I feel like you guys are missing the point. the Eastern Carolina... Okay, go ahead. I feel like you guys are missing the point. Like the players are providing. Understand? Yeah, I think Adam and I are on the same page. The players are providing a service. It's like because because if you can't look at them as as an investment because you're how you're defining investment can be construed uh, to 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 and and apply to any of the of the students like any of the students uh, they can they can view as a an investment so-called um and uh so no the the 
the players are doing something that the other students are not doing. The players are providing a service for the school in real time. They're providing a valuable service. But the school's not providing me $200,000 a year and by to become way, an engineer. Yeah. The, I'm no, not providing them a service in return, so I don't expect anything in return except my diploma. Exactly. Right, and so, that's what they're doing. Right, but they're giving them $200,000 a year, the best coaches, the best services, the meal plans, everything else every year. Why and, are they doing that? Are they yeah, doing that because they're nice guys? And they're making exponentially more money than yeah, that. That's do, how are business they, works. Are they, but are they, that's are exactly they, how any okay, business okay. in a free market works. Okay, By the dude. way, the investment is you get them to come to Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel succeeds, and you get the fucking next okay. star who says, oh, Texas A&M is a fucking great program. Okay, we okay. get Cam Newton now. That's any that's pro, the investment. That's any product roadmap. Successful products lead to more success. Hopefully, more successful products. So that's a product roadmap, and I, hopefully, that brings you I, the investment. I, I guess I, I guess I want to make sure I, I'm trying to understand Matt's what Matt's saying here because I don't think I do fully understand and it. And by the, the, but, the before I forget, because I'm I'm off 18 nitros here, but <laughs> um, before I forget, I agree, Matt, that programs should have the ability to do that but it's also within the right of other programs to say we're not going to accept we're, we're not going to make you give us one percent of your money when you graduate if you want to go to of florida course. yes okay, then, your we're, business, then we're agreeing everybody of we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah, everybody runs agreeing. their business differently yeah, i agree with but that. by the way the people that didn't do it the market would become immediately that you wouldn't ask for 1% afterwards because the people that aren't going to offer that and you don't think SEC, you don't think Florida, if Alabama does that, you don't think Florida is going to say, no, no, we don't need 1%. You come here. Because okay. a player will immediately say, if you're Cam Newton, you're going to be like, fuck you, I'm not giving you 1% of my money after I go to the NFL. I'm going to go to Florida. Okay, can well, I ask you a so, so, <laughs> so therefore it would become, uh, the talent. Right, right, the talent. Yes, so, yes. So, so, so talent does not does not directly correlate with compensation. The players at those other schools that don't have huge programs, those players are still providing a service and they should still be compensated accordingly. If, if so, you know, if a lawyer in, let's say, rural Georgia charges $100 an hour, but a lawyer in Beverly Hills charges $1,000 an hour, who's the better lawyer? What does that tell you about who's the better lawyer? Nothing. It doesn't tell you anything about their legal skills or acumen or whatever. It's it's just it all it tells you about is the value of their service in whatever region they're in. So um I mean it's 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 a non argument to say, okay, well we can't pay the you know, Armbruster University uh, football players a million dollars a year. So therefore, we should not then also pay the University of Florida or whatever high-powered program we're, we're considering. Uh, we should not pay them because we cannot pay these other these other players at this other. By the way, uh, Mr. Mr. Matt, I almost said your last name. Whatever, um, Mr. Matt. Matt, okay. how's it? Uh, how's it feel to almost be a dad, man? It's wild. I mean, um, with the woman you love. I mean, beautiful thing. I mean. It, Sean, you you knew me in like my best and worst times, and like the best and worst times can be like inverses of one another, yeah, depending on where you're at in your life, very quickly. And uh, yeah, so uh, in a, in a great spot, about to be a, a father, um, and uh, it's a little surreal to be honest, mm -hmm. but it's also like a chapter I'm super excited for um, because it, one, it was intentional and not on accident, which is always <laughs> you know a, a great place to be. Um, so just really excited for that to be in that that place in our life and um a little a little nerve-wracking to be honest mm -hmm. um 
Uh, I've just now learned how to take care of myself, right? <laughs> uh, much less like another human being. See um, one, do one, teach one kind of thing. <laughs> but then I get a lot of practice whenever you all visit babysitting. So it's all good. <laughs> who, speaking of who, who would be the best babysitter amongst Mike, Adam and I? Ooh, hands down you. And why is it Sean? Sean. Yeah, exactly. I do I mean, <laughs> no, I, mean, I didn't even like, you didn't see my eye twitch or anything. Like now when it comes to like, let's say when, when my son is like at his first Pop Warner game, like, Adam will be on the sideline yeah, well, to yeah. put him in his place yeah. immediately. I'll be, I'll be making sure the math homework's done. And then uh, I, I think each of you will play a like, very unique role in his life, right? And I'm excited for that. And uh, Adam had made a comment last time you were here, after actually you had departed, it was exactly uh, 72 hours and 16 minutes after your departure from here. And you had said, like, I guess this is it, Matt. Like, you're about to have a kid. Like, this I is it. I did say that. And, uh, like, Sarah and I took offense to that, like, to be honest, because... Uh, we have other friends who are like very excited like to be a part of that journey and i'm excited i was just kind of i was being the realist here you know i was like damn this is like kind of maybe the last time we yeah, can that, all it, it, the, the kid knocks adam down a peg yeah, in terms of, in terms children of my natural enemies mass affinity group grows in like this dimension no, the, i've already got all planned out and this is where it's amazing having like a rock star a rock star wife where she was like hey whenever you want to do your guys weekend like fly me to my mom's you know fly uh, or fly her out here we go we go to breck we go wherever we want yeah fully supportive on that and, and I'll, I'll do the same way with uh you know treat the same way like with her girls weekends and stuff and uh adam and i were talking about this earlier actually now that now that he's gone now we can just dive right in yeah <laughs> that you know you have couples who will get married and then they should have never been married in the first place so they buy a puppy <laughs> right and then, and then the they, super glue of oh, any relationship it's, it's, like, it's like the reason that they were not working was the absence of the puppy <laughs> right 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 and that just oh, makes things the problem is we're not it, we don't have a puppy that's and that just makes things even worse the, yeah right that's, that's the reason so then when the when the puppy isn't the appropriate level of like adhesion super glue right for the relationship it's like oh well, let's just have a kid up the end right and like and then it's just that's why the divorce rates well over 50 percent these days so, isn't that uh, wild i remember in the um remember when we were growing up and you know you know, pe people are right for, for each other and people are right for each other and each couple should decide on their own. But when the divorce rate really started creeping up from like the greatest yeah. generation as they're so-called to sort of our, our, you know, our parents and that sort of thing. And 30%, 40% yeah. was, was eye-opening. And now, yeah, 50%. 50%. Oh, so tough. For, for Adam's 16 to 18-year-old audience base, like live your life. Um, do not get married at 18. Do not get married at 16. Well, yeah. I mean, like it's, live it's, your life. Live your life. Like, you probably have to be at least like 30 to really be likely to under, you know, to even to, know who you to, are. Well, to, to, I was going to say to recognize the sound of shit rushing towards the fan. <laughs> it, it takes like, like you have to like live a little bit of life too. So yeah. So live your lives, have fun. Um, I had a wild ride from, uh, you know, 18 till I got married, which was only last April. Um, May. May. <laughs> I'm the one that married. Matt. Yeah, yeah. That's just a, <laughs> these segues are incredible. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about that, though. I wanted yeah. to talk about, okay, so you lived a wild life um, until, you know, you met Sarah. Yep. Wonderful, wonderful human being. And um, But I did want to talk about that because I'm still kind of in my... Um, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still still kind of going around town and uh, enjoy a good dinner every now and again. Absolutely. Enjoy a good drink Absolutely. every now and again with a with a female uh, a companion. 
When 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 does it click? <laughs> because Stone. I don't think yeah. I don't think uh, it's not. I mean, I'm not even close to the click, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm I'm still uh, you know canvassing the neighborhood, looking around <laughs> for some asset forfeiture. If you I'm still collecting an 18 year old audience, you know, yep. so <laughs> <laughs> for future endeavors. Up the backup. Yeah, no, that's an excellent question because uh, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people who. Uh, from my past, you'd be like, oh yeah, Matt will never get married, mm. right? Never, never get married. And uh, even even when I, I mean, let's just, let's just get everything out on the table here. Um, even when I, the night I met my now wife, I was in a relationship with someone who had been in that relationship for five years with uh, like serial cheating. <laughs> and uh, that's just the life I lived. That's, that's just the life you lived, then dude. Matt found, men, then Matt looked in the Alaskan sluice box and realized that he found a gold nugget. <laughs> it really, I mean, she walked in and uh, my girlfriend at the time gotcha. uh, had already already sent her home because she was, I'd been buying her too many drinks. And she walked in with her group of 14 other like knockout women. I was like, that's the unicorn. Mm. And then uh, it wasn't, you know, five minutes later, she walks up and says, stand up. And I was like, excuse me she's like stand up and i stand up she's like okay and uh so then i went to what her home stood up in your five five uh it would have been a deal breaker we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this house today she had heels on and uh she has legs of a thoroughbred <laughs> and uh yeah it would have been a definite deal breaker uh so i went home with her um and the 14 women um and my one buddy because my other buddy was I uh, had, had like had way too much to drink and was literally on the phone with his mother outside sitting on the curb, which is what Sean knows he did every party in college, every swim team party we had. And uh, this was Elsie. Yeah. So uh, and then oh, lo and behold, I, I have to leave her house to go to my now girlfriend's home, her parents home. And uh, it was like four houses down. <laughs> <laughs> so then I walked down at three o'clock in the morning, went to sleep, woke up at 630 and took my flight back to Texas, uh, hung over with a little pep in my step and uh, dated both of them unbeknownst to them for over a month. Um, and then uh, and then made the decision with my Riding that third rail <laughs> and then uh, and then told my now wife everything opened up and said, hey, here's the reality of the situation. I just broke up with my girlfriend of over five years who I've been dating while I've been dating you and I want to do this with you. And she said, get the fuck out of my house. You're a piece of shit. And uh, I said, <laughs> as, as is necessary, completely expected. I was prepared for it. And my response was, listen, I know you love me. <laughs> now we're married with a kid on the way. <laughs> I know I you love you me. Love me. <laughs> and she did. So, and still does. And uh, in an incredible place and super blessed. So that's um, awesome. So choose your own path. Yeah. And uh, I think without meeting her, though, the life, this podcast right now, I think would still be happening. It wouldn't be here. It would be like in the bachelor pad. Um, I'd be in a different place. The content would be just as great, but uh, I'd probably be a different person. We'd all still be great friends. Um, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. And, and, and as you approach that journey, wherever, maybe be 10 years down the road, I'm here for all of you. Congrats to so, you, brother. Good for you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. And I, I just sent my wife to the spa today so she doesn't have to put up with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Little does she know, she's going to come back four hours later and we're still going to be talking. But, yeah. Um, okay, so what did we else do we want to talk about here? I thought that was amazing, by the way. The the transition from NCAA to URI <laughs> to then figuring uh, out... Life advice. Wait, so the, the FBI... They, 
who said the FBI was at the game? Like they've got Here some holy wow. So they so they're they're there like some gargamel that is just looking for Smurfs to stomp on. Pretty. I mean, they recognize <laughs> the individual as someone who had attempted to do that before. So that's what I'm saying. Like you have to have a pawn in the game, like someone else smoking mirrors. So we're like, that's why it's perfect for you to do it at the finals. Yeah. They would never see it coming. Unless this podcast explodes and you've set your own bear trap. Well, to be perfectly honest, I don't even know if I got any of that. So <laughs> I think we did. If not, we, we have the backup camera. Too. We do, but just the Yuri's audio is what I'm worried about. I nah, should have we'll recorded it on my phone. We'll pull, like, it. Just, we'll pull it. I think I think it might have picked up through the TV, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll it figure it out. out. But no, God, it's a good point. Damn you know, it! We, I hate. We, I'm such a perfectionist that I'm like it's ruining the rest of my cast. We the, the, we need to. Does this require just like a minimal investment in the right equipment? Do a I podcast? need to take responsibility for this because I didn't set up the right equipment in this home? We no, it was my it was my it was my problem because I didn't just press record on the Zoom. I press record through QuickTime, and I don't think it picked up the audio. No, we'll, see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it seems like a super chill guy. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of like flights and a tuner bucks for y'all to come right back next weekend. <laughs> and run it back. Like, we just, I'm just gonna leave all this set up the whole week. <laughs> now we'll uh, run it back when I run onto the court of the NBA Finals, therefore propelling LeBron into his greatness because he'll <sighs> drop 40 in the fourth of Game Seven. We we did make a comment last week though about how you know Adam is well cataloging like who's listening to us, what are our demographics, how can we be more thoughtful about our audience and that sort of thing. Um, although not overly thoughtful, of course. And we anticipated that at least 2% of our audience are FBI special agents, Obviously. to answer your question. Um, and it, it just, like, Patriot Act, right? Like, we, we, we throw so many stones at China for censoring, you know, rightly so, and thinking about how they're tracking people as if it's not happening right here in our own oh, backyard yeah. all yeah. the time. All the time. So I'm I, I'm sure Yuri's on a list. His buddy's on a list. This Doogie character is now on a list for sure. And uh, maybe our dear own Adam someday soon. Well, he froze out. I, I really, the the problem is I wanted to really get into Vitaly Uncensored. It was, it was really the main go. point of the whole conversation was, Yuri, I saw you on a boat with probably like 20 of the most beautiful women in the entire universe who just happen to be freaks. And uh, how can I get involved? And how can I help? I'm going to pick it on that boat. How can I help that? Like a ferry pass? <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, I'll reach out to Yuri again. He, he'll come back on. Um, I really hope that the audio picked it up, though. God, that's going to really piss me off We'll later. see. We'll see. Whatever. Well, there's plenty of beverages to help subside that. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Florida football. Okay, okay. okay. Um, yep. The UF Gators are coming off, uh, th to be honest, a fantastic year. Uh, just, <laughs> just overall, a fantastic year. Like, what you're trying to go for in a year of football, of being always involved in every single game, hoping for playoffs, that's kind of like the year you want to go after, right? Yeah. I mean, we've had plenty of years where Jeff Dreskel's second year was sucked and you're not really into the games because you're already out of it. We were in every game. Um, even when we lost to LSU off throw in the shoe, I thought if we beat Alabama, we might have a chance to get in the national championship. Obviously, that, you know, in retrospect, even if we beat Alabama, wouldn't have happened. But I want to talk about the Gator football season uh, in general this year, mostly their defense. And then moving forward, are we going into the dark times? Matt? Like you just sent me to a different level and I'm, I don't know what even camera's running right now, but you can see it on my face. Like 
That one's right. Okay. Yeah. The one that's blinding me. Um, <laughs> I, this year, and, and you and I talked about this uh, on our way to Chick-fil-A or something. By the way, Chick-fil-A is awesome. Um, <laughs> God bless America. Don't, dude, don't throw out sponsorships. <laughs> okay, you know sorry. I hate sponsorships. True and Kathy's not going to call us. Um, so, uh, uh, seg- another segue, uh, the ball, apparently like Barstool Sports started off with like fake sponsorships to make them look more legit. Oh, no. Uh, See, my whole thing is I want to get whatever. a sponsorship, agree to it, tell everyone that I don't know who this sponsor is, but here's all the money they gave me, and then burn it straight but then, on but camera. Then, but the, the brilliant thing about Dave Portnoy's strategy was that he could command more money for advertisement in his medium by making it appear as if there was advertising. Oh, and, really? And so, make it till you make it, baby. Because he would, he would just put in, like, I don't know, I'm just making up the brands here, but, like, Taco Bell or whatever. He would just, like, take copy from them and put it into his into his publication really yeah as an advertiser see when i'm listening to a podcast or i'm watching a video when they stop and say hey by the way this is brought by high noon i'm like dude i immediately fast forward i immediately do like forward 15 seconds yeah exactly so i hate sponsorship i'll never i'll never accept it sorry sean (laughs) (laughs) 